Hey, everybody. This is Adrian from Feminist Hot Dog, and I want you to join me and my awesome guests as we put the fun in feminism. It's true. On Feminist Hot Dog, we explore all the ways feminism makes the world a better place, no matter who you are. So come hang out on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Mountain on NoCo FM. And don't forget, love yourself and love your buns. See you on Wednesday. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different. Different. This is NoCo FM. And welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is the fourth weekend of April, which means we are a third of the way through the year, which also means that I really need to catch up on my Nicolas Cage movies because I am behind on that. But it also means that we are now on the cusp of lawn game season, and I am beyond excited about that that. And if you don't know what I mean when I say lawn game, I suggest that you get on the internet and you find yourself a clue because lawn games are the new wave of entertainment. Plug yourself off the internet, get off social media, stop getting mad at things on Twitter, go outside, find some friends, find a lawn, maybe it's your lawn, maybe it's a friend's lawn, maybe you just go to a stranger's lawn and play the shit out of some cornhole. Even if the stranger chases you off that lawn, you have still made some memories that will last a lifetime. And that is a summer life pro tip. If you don't want to play cornhole, there are still a bunch of other amazingly fun games that require absolutely no athletic skill and that you can drink during, which is the absolute definition of a lawn game. So that does actually, by definition, make curling a lawn game as well. But my new favorite crown jewel lawn game I recently discovered, it's called Koob or I think it's called, or Cub, I'm not sure, it's Swedish, so it, Ikea made it or something, I don't know, but the concept for it is amazing. Let me paint you a picture. You get five pieces of wood, you put them on the ground, your opponent gets five pieces of wood, he puts them on the ground, you get six pieces of wood as well that you throw at your opponent's pieces of wood to try and knock them down. If you knock down all of those pieces of wood, you get to knock down the king block that is in the middle of the lawn. The rules are a little bit more complicated than that, but at the end of the day, you're just trying to chuck wood fairly accurately at other pieces of wood. And I do understand that there is a joke in there somewhere, but I am not going to pluck that low-hanging fruit because I am a man of culture that plays Swedish wood-tossing games. And I think that game is super dope also because once the apocalypse happens, we're still absolutely going to be able to play Koob. So that is one game that is absolutely apocalypse proof. We won't have Mortal Kombat after the apocalypse, but goddammit, we're going to have the shit out of some Koob. Anyway, yes, welcome to the Lawn Game Apocalypse Power Hour. I am your Rowdy Dow host, Corbin David Albaugh. We're talking about all kinds of fun games. I just got games on the mind right now. The new Mortal Kombat game is out, Mortal Kombat 11. And I am practicing a tremendous amount of self-control right now by not buying it yet, because I know the minute I do that is the second I surrender all of my free time over to NetherRealm Studios and the Golden Scorpion God. And you will know when that happens, because we will not have a show that day. And in place of my show, I'm just going to play the entire Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack featuring Ramstein. And we all know that Mortal Kombat Annihilation is the superior Mortal Kombat movie, despite the presence of Christopher Lambert in the first movie. Too bad you will die. One feature that I wish that they would bring back for Mortal Kombat 11 is the Babality feature. Because if you're not familiar with the Mortal Kombat series, obviously I'm sure you know about the fatalities when they murder the opponent in the super terrible, gruesome you know, Rob Zombie way. But the best feature, I think, that fell out of fashion was the Babality, which was just the peak of 90s-inspired video game decision. But they were like, let's not be outdone by killing our opponent. 
let's turn them into a baby. That is the ultimate embarrassment. And I just imagine in this golden age of technology and graphics, I can't think of anything more embarrassing and horrific than turning your opponent into a baby with the miracle of modern technology and what that terrible Cronenberg-esque vignette would look like. So I feel like we should bring back Babalities, but that's also because I'm on a huge David Lynch kick right now, and I love looking at sick stuff. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was going to bring you some sick tunes. I'm going to open up with some rap tracks for you. Kevin Abstract from Brockhampton, who I have played on the show previously, has been dropping a bunch of really, really fire tracks, and he has a new EP, a couple EPs out, and this track is one of them. It's off the EP Ghetto Baby. This is Kevin Abstract and his song, Joyride. Lost ages don't fuck me up. I seen sunshine, we seen money cost. Gotta be a way to get the money up. Gotta find a new chain, get a fuzzy up. Like a hundred, 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 Oh, 
up the heels and dresses, nothing I can do up in the suit, yeah. Brown liquor, I'm a sipper, I can flip a deal like you do, yeah. I don't follow no instructions, I'ma make it do something, yeah. There ain't no bitches, ain't no queens, I'm the motherfucking king, yeah. Shadow. 
back in the sands and park jams turn to ghost singing a sweet romance and in the glance I'ma talk with the Bedouins or walk with the gentlemen where every split second is bringing me to the elegance the elements is wind water earth coke sprinkle white hours thick bitches gold watches in the choke put them in my mausoleum pharaoh take them in the low but it's just a hope all they did was shake me till I woke I'm alone in the city black figure cat back with a pretty young thing when I'm sitting back six deep on the creek back to Yes, welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Joyride by Kevin Abstract. I'm just a sucker for rap songs with trumpets in them. I think that Kanye spoiled me in that way. Anyway, that was Kevin Abstract's Joyride. Followed up, that was New Breed by Dawn Richard off of her new album, also called New Breed. And rounding us out was Body Double by Lush Life and his collaborative album with CSLSX. And that album is called Ritualize. And that came out a few years ago. And that is definitely worth a listen definitely a good entry in the adult swim core and yeah that is a musical genre that i have invented also here's a friendly public service announcement since that big superhero movie where paul rudd flies up the big evil aliens butt is out make sure that you don't spoil the big important movie for your friends on social media because otherwise they're going to hate you and they're going to shun you and they're not going to invite you to their chili cook-offs or their cub games and you're just going to be completely shit out of luck, all because you wanted to blab about the Paul Rudd butt alien movie, which is its original working title. But I do think that it's important that we start to define exactly what the statute of limitations is on spoilers. At what point can we talk freely on social media? When can I talk about the movie on this show without having the spoiler police come up to my door and then they men in black neuralize me and then I have to pay another $20 to go see the movie again? And I will admit the spoiler police are actually a pretty good invention by the big studios because they are really maximizing the profits. And if you don't know who the spoiler police are, that means they are doing their job. I only know about them because I can see them with these cool glasses that Roddy Piper gave me. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. 
And personally, I think that three weeks should be the accepted benchmark for, you know, like big. And, and I think it's like a sliding scale. It varies for like various things. But when you've got like big, you know, pop culture events like Avengers Endgame or like the the next Game of Thrones episode where I'm fairly certain that like three fourths of the cast is going to die. Like, how long are you supposed to hold off on talking about that stuff? without invoking ire. And I feel like three weeks is kind of like the unspoken rule. And I might be wrong and people can feel free to correct me on that and I'll tell them that they're wrong, but at least that's a dialogue. But I think that three weeks is acceptable because, you know, obviously like you're not going to be able to drop everything in a week and go see a movie. And even like, you know, two weeks, maybe you're planning a long vacation, you got family in, you're reading a really good book. I don't know but maybe you're busy for two weeks. But if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame after like three weeks and you're still getting pissed at people for talking about it, I think that you're kind of the asshole here. You're kind of the lazy one. You can get off your duff. You can stream the movie. You have illegal means to watch it. You have the power. I know that you do. If you've got the power to bitch, you've also got the power to get off your duff and watch the GD movie after three weeks. So anyway, that's my feeling. Again, feel free to correct me if you think I'm wrong, and we'll settle our disagreement with a healthy competition of Koob, like gentlemen. Anyway, I'm gonna play more tunes for you. So exciting. This is Diane Coffey and their track, Not Ready To Go.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, where we support the spoiler police and the dream police. You just got done hearing Not Ready to Go by Diane Coffey off of their new album, Internet Arms. Next up was Joan of Arc by Gypsy and the Cat off of their album, Gilgamesh. And finally, we had Stealing Sheep off of their very good album, Big Wows, and their song, Jokin' Me. Y'all know who's lined up for a big 2019 right now? Fucking Glenn Danzig. He's getting back together with Jerry Only for a Misfits reunion concert in Los Angeles on June 29th. That's going to be a headlining gig. Also, Rise Against is going to be playing that fest. And holy shit, I forgot about Rise Against. So, friendly public service announcement, Rise Against is still a band. But not only is he doing the reunion thing, he is also releasing a album of Elvis covers. It's going to be literally Danzig Sings Elvis. That's going to be coming out later this year. So just know that we might have a Glenn Danzig cover of Blue Suede Shoes awaiting us in our very, very close future. So you have that to look forward to. Not only that, but the Danzig is also producing and directing a spaghetti western vampire movie. And if that wasn't a way to hit all of my super mad libs, I don't know what is. Because I am already on board for that. If, if there's a way that we can get Nicolas Cage preemptively signed up to the project, I'm ready to go ahead and call this the greatest movie ever made. And we don't need to have the Oscars anymore. You can keep your Avengers Endgame Mr. Marvel. I've got From Dusk Till Danzig, starring Nicolas Cage, the greatest movie ever made. Anyway, I'm going to play some more tunes for you because I'm feeling like it. Let's listen to some Buke and Gase. This is their song, Scholars.
Military march, pin it on my head. Everything I did, everything I say, yeah. Take it to the arch, be your happiness. I'll spend it like a lark, sing it for nothing. I, I, I get no joy. I, I get no joy. All the words I'm the sick, I see, they get them out my head. Everything becomes everything you live, you learn, you love, you're dead. Straighter to the end, I'm such a fool. Got everything in you. Yeah, my heart is a blue. I'm singing for nothing. I get no joy. I get no joy. All the words I'm over sick and seen, I get them out my head. Everything becomes everything you live in. If I did, would intervention come to me in a dream? Or is that just what the directors and the pills and other deflectors would have you believe? Psychotic, hypnotic, erotic, which parts is your thing? But how many days a week do you feel? Electric, connected, unexpectedly affected, what do you need? What do you need? I can see to get them out my head Everything because everything you live, you learn, you love, you're dead
Welcome back, friends. You're still listening to Corbin vs. the World. I'm still Corbin David Albaugh. You just got done hearing Scholars by Buke and Gase, followed up by Jade Bird and her song, I Got No Joy. And finally, we had Deja Vu. That's a new single by Soak. And I wanted to wrap up this show by feeling all smart and talking about books for a bit. Apparently, they found a sequel to A Clockwork Orange in a bunch of Anthony Burgess's old shit. Or at least that's what the news headlines say, but when you read a little further, it seems that instead of an actual fictional sequel to A Clockwork Orange, they have found a 200-page half-autobiography memoir and half-like philosophical backstory on A Clockwork Orange. So it's kind of one of those stories that I went from being unbelievably excited to unbelievably bored within seconds, because I feel like that's only really interesting if you're a college professor. And also, can we do away with the practice of rating old dead people's stuff for more of their work? If they actually liked it, then they would have released it already before they died. It's not like he died before his time. He lived until he was 76. I think he was kind of okay with nobody seeing it. And quite frankly, I think that we should respect that. Because then, you know, you never know when you're going to end up in a ghost set a Watchmen territory. Or as I like to call it, to kill a mockingbird. And that is the only pun that I'm going to make on this show this year, I promise. Maybe for the entirety of the run. Maybe for the rest of my life. In fact, I'm sure we'd all be okay with that. Anyway, I'm going to be wrapping this show up. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the world. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. Also follow Noco FM on Instagram and listen to our live stream. We just added a new show called Feminist Hot Dog, and it is super exciting, super funny, super informative. Definitely give that one a check out. And closing us out tonight, we're going to be listening to a real exciting new band out of Ireland. This is Fontaine's DC, and they are riding a giant tidal wave of hype at the moment. And I was a little cynical at first. I held off on listening to the album uh, until it dropped uh, because I was reading so much about these guys. And I'm always really leery when journalists start gushing over a band uh, because it's kind of a 50-50 shot. And I am proud to report that their album, Dogrel is fucking fantastic. Totally rocks your socks off, top to bottom, great album, definitely in my top ten of the year already. This is a cut from that album. It is called Hurricane Laughter. This band is called Fontaine's DC. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, my friends. Appreciate you.
connection available. And there is no connection available. And there is no connection available. There is no connection available. So to the hills we fled while the evidence was when, 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 when. Eyes aloft on shock and blue and purple serious. City's barking by the windows screaming to exist. And now we have the muted mind of priesthood so imperious.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.